0: Hello and welcome to Timeless Truths, a sermon podcast from St. Mark Ministries in Greater Green Bay, Wisconsin. This week we continue our series, Looking Back to a Better Future. In episode 25, let's join Pastor John Parlow as we learn how we are at war. So open up your heart, open up your Bible, and let's dig in to these timeless truths. War is probably not the first word you would use to describe to someone what it means to be a Christian. It's a very strong word, but a very important one, because there is no greater battle you will wage in your life than in your spiritual life. The Apostle Paul highlights that truth in his letter to the Ephesians in chapter 6 when he says this, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. And then he, then he stops. And so it's not human. Now he's going to give us ranks of demons that are against us but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And one of those weapons that is used against Christians today is an idol or a false god or gods. The legacy media and social media really don't ever talk about this weapon being used against people in today's culture. It seems to me that... uh, In today's culture, having a few extra idols around in your life is not only acceptable, but kind of expected. We have literally armies of influencers today who are firing and launching all sorts of texts and videos toward us from every direction, trying to get you to take your focus off of Jesus and place it on something or someone else. And when that happens, they spiritually flank us And we quickly get off track. Idols are a very big problem today. And they were a great problem back in the Old Testament during the time of the kings among God's people Israel. Let me just remind you of that with a few passages. You have done more evil than all who lived before you. You have made for yourselves other gods, idols made of metal. You have provoked me to anger and thrust me behind your back. Or this one. They provoked the Lord, the God of Israel, to anger by their worthless idols. Or this one. They worshiped idols, though the Lord had said, you shall not do this. They rejected his decrees and covenant he had made with their fathers and the warnings he had given them. They followed worthless idols and themselves became worthless. They they intimidated... uh, They imitated, I'll get it out, right? They imitated the nations around them, although the Lord had ordered them, do not do as they do. And they did the things the Lord had forbidden them to do. Idols were a really big deal back then, weren't they? And for good reason. There's no faster way to get off spiritually than to have some kind of idol or false god in your life. And I gotta tell you, That's really one of the battle plans of Satan and his dark forces. That's why God made sure the first commandment was the first commandment. In Exodus chapter 20, he says, And God spoke all these words I am the Lord your God. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol in any form of anything in heaven above, or on the earth beneath, or in the waters below you shall not bow down to them or worship them. God wants you always to put him first. Never put something in first place at something else or someone else. It's important and imperative that you realize that God is not teaching here that there are other real gods out there that you could somehow have a relationship with and somehow follow down the road. God is not teaching that there are other real gods in a universe far, far away, and that they one day may arrive on the scene, and so the God of the Bible just wants you to worship him in kind of corner of the market right now before they get here. Now, the Bible emphatically teaches there is one and only one true God, one real God. The Bible clearly teaches there are no other real gods, but it warns us, make sure you're not foolish and make something or someone else your God. Whatever you love the most, whatever you seek, whatever you care for the most, whatever is really important in your life, truly the most important, that can be an idol. That can be your God. Now, sometimes it's something very mundane. It could be a hobby. It could be your career. It could be a position, a title, a degree. Certainly, it can be power or influence, It can be physical touch, or it can even be family. Oftentimes the things that we allow creep into our lives and take first place instead of God and become idols for us, we look at them in and of themselves, they're not bad. They're often very good. And again, that's one of Satan's schemes and one of his battle plans of attack on Christians. He just takes the good things in our lives and tries to make them God things. And my friends, when that happens, we become in great spiritual danger. And we may not even know it. We're lulled into it. And before we know it, we're headed in the wrong direction. And maybe damage our faith incredibly. Here's an example of how that happens. Right? Um, in, the, in the Australian bush country grows a little plant called the sundew. You ever seen this plant before? Maybe you've heard of it. It has a slender stem and tiny round leaves uh, fringed with hairs that glisten with the bright drops of a liquid as delicate as fine dew. But woe to the insect, however, who dares to dance on it. Although its attractive clusters of red, white, and pink blossoms are harmless, the leaves are deadly. The shiny moisture on each leaf is sticky and will imprison any bug that touches it. As an insect struggles to free itself, the vibration causes the leaves to close tightly around it. The innocent-looking plant then feeds on its victim. As long as you have something right now functioning as God in your life that is not the true God, you are in spiritual danger whether you realize it or not. And your God who died for you doesn't want you to be in spiritual danger. He doesn't want to see you get hurt at all. That's why he told you the truth about life on this earth. Jesus was very candid. On one occasion in in John chapter 16, verse 33, he says, In this world you will have trouble. Stop whining when things don't go your way. And I got to do that too. God never promised they're always going to go your way. In this world you will have trouble. But then he says, take heart, I've overcome the world. At some point in your life, you will have trouble. You will have crisis or setback. Some part of your life will fall apart. And maybe that's happening for you right now. And if you've gone ahead and you've kind of lived for something that can't come through for you then, if you have unknowingly or maybe consciously centered your life on something that can't really help you, then you're going to have no help You're going to have no answer. The cavalry isn't coming to save you. And more importantly, you're not going to have the peace in crisis. You're not going to have courage when you're facing an unknown future. You're certainly not going to have that salve of Jesus' forgiveness that comforts you and gives you a fresh start after you have failed once again. And you're not going to have the courage to stand in the face of death. That's because all those things come from Jesus only. It's only Jesus, the one, the only God, who left heaven to come to earth because he thought about you and had you in mind. And so he lives in your place perfectly. And then he says, i got to die for your sins because you can't. You can't pay for him, so I'm going to die for you voluntarily. And just to make sure everything's done for your salvation, he physically rises from the dead. That's why the resurrection is so important, so that you know he has conquered sin, death, and Satan for you. That's the only true God you want to be, the God of your life. All other gods, they're foolish for you and me to follow. Look at how Psalm 115 puts it. Our God is in heaven. He does whatever pleases him. But their idols are silver and gold, made by human hands. They have mouths, but cannot speak. Eyes, but they can't see. They have ears, but cannot hear. Noses, but cannot smell. They have hands, but cannot feel. Feet, but they can't walk. Nor can they utter a sound with their throats. Those who make them will be like them. And so will all those who trust in them. That's why you want to make sure that you keep the true God, the true God in your life. That's why the first commandment's all about that. You see, your God loves you so much that he wants the best for you. And he doesn't want to see you get hurt. And that's why he says to you again and again in his word Listen, I want to walk with you throughout your life, through the mountaintop experiences and through the very dark valleys you will have on this earth. So make sure that nothing is God, that shouldn't be God in your life. And that means, as Jesus followers living in the 21st century, what we need to do is we need to make sure that we're attentive and we're intentional. Your head is kind of like on a swivel. You're reading the street, so to speak, when it comes to your spiritual life, and you expect an attack to come from any direction. We would do well, you would do well, to follow King Josiah's battle plan in the Old Testament. If you read 2 Kings chapter 23, and I'd encourage you to read that today, it's a fascinating account where the king just kind of goes off. He kind of cleans house on the nation of Israel that had drifted spiritually. He, He takes all of the temples, the pagan temples, and he knocks them down. He takes the altars that were in the high places, the hill country and so on, and he Breaks them up and he burns them, and then he gets rid of the sorcerers and the mediums and the temple prostitutes. It's an action-packed account of finding your enemy and destroying your enemy. And as Jesus' warriors and ambassadors today, follow his example, follow King Josiah's example, because he he searches out people, places, and things. Let's just start with things. An idol is a thing. It usually is something you can hold on to. And it takes first place in your life. It functions as your God. Now you might say to yourself, well, I don't don't have that, John. I don't have an idol. I don't have a false God. Really? What is the one thing you have that if if you misplaced it, What's the one thing you have that you protect the most? What's the one thing that you have, if you lost it, it would rock your world. It would really impact your self-esteem. It would mess up your life starting today and continuing tomorrow. Do you have that in mind? Good. That's likely something that could be an idol. Be careful about that. Me personally, I think a lot of people, that idol is in your pocket or on your hand right now. That's what I think. And then also, you want to be careful, like Josiah was, about places. There are some environments, some context that we go in and we either consciously or we unconsciously put our faith in danger. Do it all the time. What happens is we end up doing things we usually don't do. Saying things, we usually don't say and then maybe laughing at things we usually don't laugh at this sadly is often the reality when people go to college for the first time others call this their local dive bar still others this is just the regular behavior of the guys on the golf course may i remind you that jesus does not need Google Maps, to figure out where you are. He is always with you, which is a truth that comforts and a truth that confronts. But then there is people, and I think that's probably the most important one a lot of times in our lives. You know, there are some people who just have great influence on us and some people who don't have any influence on us. And the ones you need to be cautious about those are kind of easy to pick out, because here's what you do. You ask yourself this question. When I'm with this person or these people, uh, does this person challenge me to love God more or less? Does this person or persons challenge me to obey God in his word more or less? If it's less, watch out. Now that does not mean you can't have family and friends who aren't Jesus followers and that you can't spend time with them and invest in their lives. Especially those who are far from you, right? You need to be in their lives because they need your Christian influence and they need you to share the words of Jesus with with them. That's why Jesus placed you in their lives. And that's also why you're going to want to do everything you can to leverage those opportunities and those relationships for God's glory and those people's eternal benefit. But just a word of caution here. I've watched it happen a lot of times. Once you are no longer the influencer and you become the influenced, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. And now you're vulnerable to spiritual attack and deadly harm. Kind of reminds me Remember growing up, maybe you had history, you had Greek history, and they had mythology, there was a guy named Achilles, remember him, Achilles? His mother had been warned that he would die of a wound, so according to the legend, she dips her son in the river Styx, because somehow that was supposed to protect him from getting wounded in battle. But there was one problem. She had to hold him by one ankle, one heel, when she dipped him into the river Styx, and so that heel that was not dunked in the river Styx was unprotected. And of course, as the legend goes, that's where the wound that kills him hits him in the heel. What's your Achilles heel when it comes to your spiritual life? Is it people? Places? Things? Because believe me, the devil knows. The devil knows. It's different for all of us. The devil knows. And so do you. So make sure you're on guard. You know, Ruthlessly evaluate your life. Is God really God or have you somehow let other things take first place in your life? Do what Peter told us to do in his letter. Be alert and self-controlled. Live your life on high alert, identifying any enemies that may be trying to take you out spiritually. And when you identify them, what do you do then? What do you do? Well, that may mean that you walk away from something or you, you remove yourself from some place or you end a certain relationship with someone. And then what you do is rely on the word of the Lord and the spirit of the Lord to guide you, to heal you, to give you wisdom and protection. And then the grace, mercy, and forgiveness of Jesus to motivate you, and also to protect you from the temptations that will still come, temptations from within, temptations from within our sinful world, and also protect you from the external temptations, from the flaming arrows of the evil one. Be alert, you are at war. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Timeless Truths. Whether you're a first-time listener or a long-time listener, we're glad you could join us. For more information or to support the work of St. Mark Ministries, check out our website at stmarkministries.com. And be sure to tune in next week as we continue our series, Looking Back to a Better Future. And remember, you matter and you are loved.